Welcome to the Vedic Mythology, Music, and Mantras podcast. I'm Ben Collins. This podcast takes an entertaining and informative look at some of the inspiring and humorous stories of India's Vedic tradition, followed by recordings of Vedic and other mantras being chanted by traditional Brahmin priests. Show notes and other materials can be found at puja.net, P-U-J-A dot N-E-T. Thanks for joining us. In this week's podcast, we're going to take a side trip to talk a little about the planet Saturn, because our Pujanet group had a big Saturn Yagya at a temple in South India called Tirunalar. And I have all sorts of Saturn stories to tell. Next week, we'll go back to the story of King Chitraketu and Parvati's curse. Saturn is an important planet in Hindu mythology. In Sanskrit, it's called Shani. The planets are important because Hindu astrology, called Jyotish, is sprinkled throughout with these stories. And one from one perspective, Vedic mythology is all about the growth of the soul from ignorance to enlightenment through the process of creating and working out karmas. So I'd like to start with a selection from the Brihadaranyaka Upanishad. Now, the Vedas themselves are rather difficult to read and understand, but their knowledge is presented in a simplified and condensed form in the Upanishads. The Brihadaranyaka is the oldest of the Upanishads and it dates from around 800 BC. It's quite long, but there's a section that describes the process of creation in a very charming way. And as is usual, my theme being the eternally mysterious relationship between male and female is illustrated beautifully. In the beginning was the self alone, Purusha, the Almighty One. In previous times, Purva, he burnt up, Ush, all evil, and thus he is known as Purusha. Purusha spoke, saying, I am, and thus was Inus born. And even now when a person is asked, Who is it? He replies first, It is I, and then adds his name. But then Purusha became frightened, as even now we become frightened when alone. He thought to himself, Since there is nothing but myself, what is there to be frightened of? And thereupon his fears dissolved, and he realized that they were groundless. For verily, fear is born of duality. But still he was not happy, for there's no happiness in being alone. He wanted a companion. So he grew as large as a man and a woman entwined, and then divided himself in two, creating a husband and a wife. For, as Yagnavalkya used to say, this body is but one half of oneself, the other half is woman. And thus his emptiness was filled by a woman, and they came together again, and from their union were born all people. But then the woman thought, How could he join with me when he's created me from himself? I must hide. So she took the form of a cow, but he took the form of a bull and joined with her again, and from their union were born all cows. And then she took the form of a mare, but he took the form of a stallion and joined with her again. Then she took the form of a she-ass, and he took the form of a he-ass and joined with her again, and from their union were born all hoofed animals. And then she took the form of a nanny goat, but he took the form of a billy goat and joined with her again, and from their union were born all goats. And then she took the form of a ewe, but he took the form of a ram and joined with her again, and from their union were born all sheep. And in this way he created the male and female of all creatures, even down to the ants. Then he thought, truly, I am the whole creation, for I have created everything from my own self. 
and hence he's called Shrishti, the creator. And whoever awakens to this becomes as great as Purusha in his own creation. So featureless Brahman adopted features and manifested in, into creation in order to give experience. The one wanted to become many because, at least from this perspective, for something to do. This play factor in creation is called Leela. As individuals, we contain, in the form of our own consciousness, a bit of, or a reflection of, the essence of creation, or Brahman. The trick is to realize both our own limited individuality and the eternal universal nature of our essence, and this is the process of spiritual unfoldment, experiencing karma, action, and pala, the fruit of action, or its results. Now, karma itself comes in several different flavors, sanchitta karma, kriyamani karma, and parabdha karma. Sanchitta karma is the sum total of all the karmas we've created in all of our previous lives, and it is charmingly referred to as a mountain that stretches as high as the eye can see. But we won't dwell on that. Parabdha karma is the karma that we are destined to experience in this lifetime, and it is this that we see in a person's birth chart. Some of this karma is fixed, called dridha karmas. You have no choice in it, and you're largely unable to change it, although some can be changed through the exercise of free will. The example I like to use is that as much as I may desire to be a Formula One race car driver, the best my karma is going to allow is exceeding the speed limit on my way to work down the 405 in Los Angeles. The karmas that you can change through the exercise of free will are called Kriyamani karmas. So, for example, to continue my analogy, I could take driving lessons, enter local racing events, or read F1 magazines. So I can have some experiences within the context of my overall Parabdha karma, but no matter what I do, I'm not going to be enjoying a $20 million yearly contract driving for a Ferrari. So what does this have to do with Saturn? Well, the point is that your astrological chart is a map of your Parabdha karma, and the planets deliver those karmas and flavor your experience of life accordingly. Saturn plays a special role in the process and is a major influence in our life experience for good and bad. Saturn is the son of the sun, Surya, but through a clone of the sun's wife, Sanya. She loved him, but the sun was just too bright and too hot for her to stand. So she decided to go and visit her father, whose name was Vishwakarma, the designer of the universe. Well, Surya at first said no and was just being stubborn, so Sanya decided to trick him and made a copy of herself called Chaya, which means shadow in Sanskrit. And for a long time, the sun was none the wiser, and they lived happily and had a son named Saturn, or Shani, who was tall and dark and rather unappealing compared to the sun's other children. Shani became lame one day after his brother hit him with a stick, and the son noticed that his wife was paying much more attention to Shani than the other children. And he got a little suspicious about this and spoke with his wife, who confessed that she was indeed Chaya and not Sanja. And so Surya went off looking for his wife, who was hiding in a forest in the form of a horse. The son took the form of a horse and mated with her to produce the Ashwin twins, who are the divine physicians. And in order to be more pleasing to his wife, Surya, the son, was put on Vishwakarma, his lathe, and he was trimmed down 
with a portion becoming our son, and two portions being given to Shiva, who kept one as his trident and gave the other to Vishnu as his weapon called Sudarshana Chakra. So Saturn is sun to the sun, Surya, and in the nine-planet system of Hindu astrology, referred to as the Navagraha, the nine planets, in the Hindu temples, sun is found in the center of three rows of planets, facing east, where he rises in the morning. Saturn is directly behind him, facing west, looking in the other direction. So you have light and shadow, father and son, Surya and Shani, and they are, in all ways, opposites. So Sani is known as Sanischaraya, which in Sanskrit means slow-moving teacher. And indeed, astronomically, Saturn is the slowest of the planets. Saturn's not all bad. He forces us to pay attention and to learn by subjecting us to trials and tribulations. But in a broad view, they are for our own good. Saturn accomplishes his purpose not by directly stimulating an individual's desire to discover the real self. That is more symbolic of Jupiter. But rather, growth is the after-effect for Shani. He causes frustration with the material world and shows the restricted nature of life so that we desire to be free from the boundaries by pursuing spiritual liberation. To illustrate this, in the Ramayana, the great villain is Ravana, who is symbolic of the ego taken to an extreme. Ravana was a great scholar, but power-hungry. And he did his meditations, his tapas, spiritual practices, for many, many years. And eventually, Shiva came to see what he wanted. Well, Ravana saw Parvati, Shiva's wife, who was extraordinarily beautiful, and asked for her to be his wife. Shiva readily granted his wish, and as Ravana and Parvati were walking back to his palace, with Ravana eager and imagining just how great their wedding night was going to be, Parvati walked respectfully behind him. But something went wrong. Ravana kept hearing the screams of terrified villagers who were dropping dead, but he couldn't figure out why. Well, Parvati had assumed the twelve-foot-tall form of Kali and was so frightful that the villagers were simply dying of fright. But every time Ravana turned around to see what she was doing, Parvati instantly changed back into her most beautiful form. But before they could reach his palace, Ravana had second thoughts and asked Shiva if he could give her back. And, of course, Shiva agreed. So now some time passes, and soon Ravana has grown so powerful that he has enslaved the nine planets and has them all lying face down on the steps leading up to his palace. So the universe was in a bit of trouble because of this, and the gods sent our good friend Narada to see what was up. Well, the planets explain it all to Narada, and he being the clever fellow that he is, goes up to Ravana and says, You know, it really is impressive that you have enslaved the Navagraha this way. Very, very few people could ever accomplish such a thing. But wouldn't it be that much better if you could see their faces as they suffer? Well, Ravana agreed, and the moment Saturn's gaze fell upon him, Ravana's vision was clouded, and soon he began to lust after Sita, Rama's wife, because she was supposed to be much more docile and controllable than Parvati had been. So he decided to steal her, and that is where the story of the Ramayana really starts to take off. While the sun is the light of the soul, Saturn is the shadow. Jupiter blesses us by giving us what we want, 
Saturn blesses us by taking away what we no longer need so that we pursue the divine and sometimes out of desperation. So for chanting this week, we have a series of three selections. First, we're going to hear the Shani Stotram, which was written by Dasarata, the father of Rama, and is beautifully sung by Swami Adyatmananda. Then we will hear our own priest, Sita Ramashastri, chanting the Vedic Sloka for Saturn and Vyasa's Saturn Mantra, which is Nilanjana Samabhasam, Ravi Putram Yamagrajam, Chaya Martanda Sambutam, Tam Namami Sanischaram. And the Gayatri Mantra for Saturn, Kakadwajaya Vidmahe, Gatkahastaya Dimihi, Tanomanda Prachodayat. And a few of the name mantras for Saturn. Sitaram chants very clearly and beautifully. I think you'll enjoy that. And then finally, just to lighten things up, I've included a Saraswati Arti, or just a brief puja song, because after all, Saturn helps us to develop wisdom, which is also the blessing of Saraswati. It's very nicely arranged and quite melodic, and a good way to end this podcast. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Shanaishcharastotrasya Dasharatarishihi Shanaishcharo Devata Trishtukchandaha Shanaishchara Pritarte Japevini Yoga Dasharatha Uvacha Konon Takoro Drayamota Babru Krishna Shani Pingala Manda Sauri Nityam Snutoyo Harate Japidam Tasmai Namaha Shri Ravinandanaya Sura Surahakin Purusho Ragendra Gandharva Vidya Dharapannagascha Pidanti Sarve Vishamastitena Tasmai Namaha Shri Ravinandanaya Nara Narendraha Pashavom Ragendra Vanyascha Yekita Patanga Bhangaha Pidanti Sarve Vishamastitena Tasmai Namaha Shri Ravinandanaya Deshascha Durgani Vanani Yatra Tenani Veshaha Urapattanani Pidanti Sarve Vishamastitena Tasmai Namaha Shri Ravinandanaya Tilaidya Vaimasha Gudana Danaihi Lohena Nilambaradana Tova Rinati Mantrair Nijavasa Recha Tasmaina Mahashri Ravinandanaya Prayaga Kule Yamunata Techa Saraswati Punya Jale Guhayam Yoyoginam Dhyanagato Pisushma Tasmaina Mahashri Ravinandanaya Anya Pradeshat Vagraham Pravishta Tvadiya Vare Sanarasukhishat Grahat Gato Yona Pona Prayati 
ತಸ್ಮೈ ನಮಃ ಶ್ರೀರವಿನಂದನಾಯ ಸೃಷ್ಟಾ ಸ್ವಯಂಭುರ್ಭುವನತ್ರೀಶೋ ಹರತೆ ಪಿನಾಕಿ ಏಕಸ್ತ್ರಿಧುಜುಶಾಮೂರ್ತಿ ತಸ್ಮೈ ನಮಃ ಶ್ರೀರವಿನಂದನಾಯ ಶನ್ಯಷ್ಟಕಯತ ಪ್ರಭಾತೆ ನಿತ್ಯಂ ಸುಪುತ್ರೈ ಪಶುಬಾಂಧವೈಶ್ಚ ಪಠಿತ್ತು ಸೌಖ್ಯಂ ಭುವಿ ಭೋಗಯುಕ್ತ ಪ್ರಾಪ್ನೋತಿ ನಿರ್ವಾಣ ಪದಂ ತದಂತೆ ಕೋಣಸ್ಥ ಪಿಂಗಲೋ ಬಭ್ರೂ ಕೃಷ್ಣೋ ರೋದ್ರೋಂತಕೋ ಯಮ ಸೌರಿ ಶನೈಶ್ಚರೋ ಮಂದ ವಿಪ್ಪಲಾದೇನ ಸಂಸ್ಕೃತ ಏತಿ ದಶನಾಮಿ ಪ್ರಾತರುತ್ಥಾಯ ಪಠೆ ಶನೈಶ್ಚರ ಕೃತಾ ಪೀಡಾ ನ ಕದಾಚಿತ್ ಭವಿಷ್ಯತಿ ಹರಿ ಓ ೇವಿರವಿಷ್ಟಯ ಆಪೋತೇ ಸಂಯೋರವಿಸ್ರವಂತು ಪ್ರಜಾಪಥೇನೇತಾನ್ಯೋ ವಿಸ್ವಾಧ್ಯಾತೂವ ಯತ್ಕಾಮಸ್ತೇಜುಹುಮಸ್ತನ್ನೋಸ್ತು ವಯಗ್ಯಸ್ಯಾಮಪತೋರಹೀನಾಮಸ್ತರಮಾಯಿಸೀದಾಂಗಿರೋಭಿ ಪಿತೃಭಿಸ್ಸಂವಿಧಾನ ಆತ್ವಾಂತ್ರ ಆಕ್ಯವಿಸ್ವಾಹಂತ್ವೇನಾರಾಜನೆಹಿಷಾಮಾದಯಸ್ವಾಧಿದೇವತಾಪ್ರತ್ಯಧಿದೇವತಾ
ಸಾತು ಸರಸ್ವತಿ ಭಗವತಿ ನಿಶೇಷ ಜಾಗ್ಯಾ 